0: This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Hello, and welcome to the podcast Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 4 is going to be from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 25 through 27. Anger is a God-given emotion that has a God-given place in the life of a Christian. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 25 through 27, the Bible reads, Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor. For we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Anger is not inherently wrong, as long as it is done properly. It is a God-given emotion that God created man with. And it is even an emotion that God himself, in more than one occasion, demonstrates in being God. So, anger is not inappropriate for us, but how we use anger can be. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 25 through 27, it says to never let the sun go down on your wrath. If we stay angry for long extended periods of time, it tends to make us have the wrong attitude in our lives. And so in today's podcast, let's look at some of the places where God was angry. And we're in Exodus chapter 15 and verse seven, it says, in the greatness of your excellence, you have overthrown those who rose up against you. You set forth your wrath. It consumed them like stubble. And so if we are against God, if we're worshiping other gods, idols, which by the way, they don't exist. But if we are, we make God angry. In Leviticus chapter 10, we have another instance of the anger of God. Leviticus Chapter 10, I think we all know the story of Nadab and Abihu. Let's read verses 1 through 3. Then Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer and put fire in it, put incense on it, and offered profane fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. So fire went out from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. And Moses said to Aaron, This is what the Lord spoke, saying, By those who come near me I must be regarded as holy, and before all the people I must be glorified. <clears throat> we anger God when we do not show him the proper reverence in his worship. Nadab and Abihu decided to bring strange fire before the Lord that he had not commanded them into his worship, and this angered God. Another place that we see this is found in Exodus chapter 32 verses 10 and 11. Now therefore let me alone that my wrath may burn hot against them and I may consume them. And I will make of you a great nation. Then Moses pleaded with the Lord, his God, and said, Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people, whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? And so we see here again that the people of God had angered him to a point where he was going to consume them much the same as he did with Nadab and Abihu. You see, we have to do things God's way or... It upsets God in a righteous way. In Numbers chapter 11 and verse 2, 1 and 2, it says, Now when the people complained, it displeased the Lord, for the Lord heard it, and his anger was aroused. Our complaining against one another, we're going to see this later, that if we're angry with our brother without a cause, then there's a problem with that. Well, These people were complaining against the Lord without a cause, and his anger was aroused against them. Again, we see God getting upset. The God of the Bible, who is perfect, even experienced anger in his approach with Israel. In Deuteronomy chapter 9 and verses 7 and 8, it says, Remember, do not forget how you provoked the Lord your God to wrath in the wilderness, From the day that you departed from the land of Egypt until you came to this place, you have been rebellious against the Lord. Rebellion against God provokes his wrath. Look at verse 8. Also in Hero you provoked the Lord to wrath, so that the Lord was angry enough with you to have destroyed you. Anger is a God-given emotion, and it's an emotion that he experiences when we do not follow his law. We find similar instances in Deuteronomy, Jeremiah, and all throughout the Old Testament, in Psalms chapter 4 and verse 4. And so we see that God is capable of anger. And so if God gets angry righteously, then if the Christian gets anger, or gets angry it must be righteous anger let's look at some more illustrations of what we're talking about from the new testament <coughs> turn your bibles to matthew chapter 3 and verse 7 this is dealing with jesus but when he saw many of the pharisees and sadducees coming to his baptism he said to them brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the wrath to come Therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance, and do not think to say to yourself, We have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. In Matthew chapter 3 and verse 7, we see that Jesus said, Brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? The Pharisees and Sadducees, they were hypocrites. They weren't living the way that God wanted them to live, and it was this that angered our Lord. In Matthew chapter 5 and verse 21 and 22, it says, You have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not murder. And whoever murders will be in danger of judgment. But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whoever says, You fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. But the words that I want to point out here in verse 22 is, But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother, Without a cause. You see, God always had a cause to be angry with Israel. He loved Israel, and he sent them prophets, and he told them of his will and how to follow his will. And they were very rebellious against that, and it caused him to be angry. If we are angry with our brother without a cause, a a righteous cause, then we've got a big problem because God does not like that. He doesn't like the strife and everything that's going on without a cause, but when our brothers and sisters aren't doing what's right, and they are not living the way that God wants them to live, then we have a cause to be angry, but we've got to do it appropriately, and we've got to let that anger drive us to help them come back to God, and to never let the sun go down on our wrath, because it becomes real easy to give place to the devil when we stay angry, as we see in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 25 through 29. In verse 29, after giving that warning, he said, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And so, if our anger is causing inappropriate words to come out of our mouth, then it is not righteous anger. If we keep looking here in the New Testament, we find many different places where Jesus says very hard things to the Pharisees. In Matthew chapter 15 and verse 9, it says, And in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrine the commandments of men. This is why God was upset with Nadab and Abihu. They were trying to offer vain worship to him, and it upset him. It upsets Jesus when we try to offer him vain worship as well that is a commandment of men if we are defiling worship it upsets God and that should also upset us in Matthew we also see the occasion of the cleansing of the temple where Jesus went into the temple And he ran out the money changers with a whip. He was angry, but they were taking the house of God and they were defiling it with what they were doing, with their sinful actions. And so he ran them out of the temple. And this was a righteous anger, an anger that was very appropriate for him to have because they were doing things in God's house that was not appropriate. It's the same type of anger that we should have when we see people in God's house bringing instrumental music in, not partaking in the Lord's Supper properly, defiling the house of the Lord because it upset our Lord when his father's house was defiled. And the church is his father's house today. Remember 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 and 15, But if I am delayed, I write, so you may know how to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church, the pillar and the ground of the truth. In Galatians chapter 2, we have Paul withstanding Peter to his face, because Peter was playing favorites with the Jews. Now, that's a paraphrase, but he was not sitting with the Gentiles in Galatia. When James came in, he ostracized himself from the Gentiles, and Peter was withstood by Paul to his face. In Galatians chapter 2 and verse 11, now when Peter had come to Antioch, I withstood him to his face because he was to be blamed. You see, this was righteous anger. When somebody's not being treated appropriately, the Christian has a right to have righteous anger in their lives. In First Corinthians chapter 5, verses 1 through, <clears throat> or 14 through 21, we see, a concept where Paul is upset with the Corinthians for not doing what is right. In verse 21, he says, what do you want? Shall I come to you with a rod or in love with this and a spirit of gentleness? Shall I come to you with a rod? Do I have to discipline you with a rod? You know, when I was a child, I received quite a few spankings from my dad at certain times. And most of the time... You know, my dad loved me and he did it in love, but there was a certain aspect where he was a little upset with me because I wasn't doing what was right. And this is where Paul was. You're not doing what's right. And do I have to come to you with a rod? So we see there is an appropriate time for the Christian to be upset. And that was in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 14 through 21, not chapter 5. And the last one we're going to look at for today is Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through 31. And for time's sake, we're not going to read all this. We know in Hebrews chapter 10, to verse 25, it says, Forsake not the assembling of the righteous, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much more as you see the day approaching. So we're not not—we're talking about the assembly. And then in verse 26 it says, For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sin, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation which will devour the adversary. That fiery indignation which will devour the adversary is akin to what happened to Nadab and Abihu in Leviticus chapter 10 when the fire came down and devoured them. And notice this is right after a... Exhortation, Not to forsake the assembly, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much more as you see that day approaching. If, if we sin willfully after we've received the knowledge of the truth, in other words, we know what we're doing is wrong, and we still go ahead and do it, and we don't care whether it's right or wrong, then all that's left for us is that fiery indignation, that wrath of God That will devour the adversary. Let's cut sin out of our lives because sin is what upsets God. And sin is what should upset us. But let's never let our wrath, our anger go on and on and on. Let's not give place to the devil. Let's not let the sun go down on our wrath. But let's find a way to help our brothers and sisters serve God. Anger is a God-given emotion that has a God-given place in the life of a Christian. So, as we go about our lives today, let let us take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. (laughs) So, as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.